just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your day is going well. Just have to give you a bit of a heads up about something that happened uh, yesterday. Now, typically I record the Rational Boomer Podcast in the early morning hours. I'm talking like 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. So I recorded it, and then I went to bed. I woke up, and I looked at the podcast, and there was only one listen to the podcast. Now, that seemed weird because normally it's about 60, 70, maybe even 100 people by the time I wake up that have listened to the Rational Boomer podcast. So I thought, well, there's something wrong. So I dashed off an email to the web hosting site and said, hey, something's fucked up here. Can you get back to me? Well, they still haven't gotten back to me on it. But I got a couple of emails from people who said I had trouble getting the podcast and uh, so I was watching it. Eventually, it seemed to come back and seems to be fine. And those folks were able to connect up. But if you had problems yesterday with the podcast, that was because, not because of you, not because of me, but it was because of the web hosting site. They apparently had some kind of problems. When they finally fucking email me and tell me what was going on, I'll let you know. But I think we've got it fixed now. I think we're back to normal at this point. All right, we're going to start things off with some emails. And one of these emails I'm not going to read, but I'm going to tell you about this person. Uh, Most of the emails I get on the Rational Boomer podcast are really positive. You know, those people that commit to listening to the Rational Boomer podcast are people of a like mind. TikTok's a different thing. You know, you'll get your trolls coming in and I'll block them and that'll be it. Well, on TikTok, I had one such troll. His name is Charles. I'm not going to give you his last name. But this guy's a weird character. He's obviously a Trump humper, a conspiracy theorist, a fucking idiot. But he doesn't come across in your face or, or uh, loud or obnoxious. He's kind of a dweeb. Now, you have to be my age to understand what that means. I'm trying to think of who I would compare him to, but he's kind of low-key and talks real slow and monotone, and he's fucking annoying to listen to, let alone trying to decipher his content. Now, he would always come on my post and try to argue with me, and when I was younger in the TikTok game, as it were, I would take on these arguments. I would love to have these arguments. And, and then I realized quickly that that's not worth it. But he'd always come back with some stupid shit. And then eventually I just blocked him and I didn't have to deal with him again. I didn't have to see his shit on my For You page. I didn't have to listen to his shit. So yesterday I'm looking at my emails and I've got a couple of good emails that I'll get to. But he sent me an email. And what this was was promoting a book he wrote yeah apparently he wrote a book and this book is basically called the biden coup now i'm sure you're thinking why would you promote that book i'm not promoting the book you're not going to find this fucking book this guy's self-publishing doing whatever it's not widespread out there but you see what this this guy is trying to do, he's trying to engage with me. He's trying to argue with me. This guy couldn't draw an audience if to save his fucking soul. On TikTok, he doesn't have many followers. He does stuff on YouTube every night. He doesn't have many followers, but he keeps pushing. I'll give him credit. He keeps trying. But the reason this guy doesn't have followers is, first, he has virtually no charisma. Secondly, everything he's putting out is crazy conspiracy bullshit. So he emails me. So in that setting, I do give him some shit back. I said, look, I don't waste my time talking to Trump You can't comprehend or understand facts, truth, or anything like that. So there really is of no value. All this guy wants to do is get me to talk about him. And while I am talking about him, I'm not telling you who he is. 
He wants me to talk about him or argue with him so he can gain an audience. I have a bigger audience than he does, and I'm sure he does this to other people too, and hopefully they don't get sucked into it. I'm not giving this fucking clown oxygen. He doesn't deserve it. Not even just about the content. He's not even trying very hard. He's probably the least entertaining motherfucker I've ever seen. You know, and it kind of tricked me at first when he came off this soft, cuddly guy who's just nice and trying to argue with me. I, I felt bad going after him and kicking his ass. But after a while, he just kept doing it. And I realized what he was trying to do. I said, fuck you. I'm blocking you. I'm gone. You're gone. Never the twain shall meet. Until he fucking emails me. So I gave him a, a talking to, if you will. I did what I could to embarrass him. So I'll see if he responds back. I suppose I can block him on email too. I maybe do that. But that's what this world is full of. People who have these thoughts and they want to ride on the tail of somebody who has an audience so they can gain an audience. Look, dude, here's what you do. You just put together good information and present it and see what happens. That's all I did. I'm not going for followers, technically. I mean, it's nice to have the followers, of course. But I decided all I'm going to do is do what I do and see what happens. And that's what I've done. So uh, if you see a uh, a book about the Biden coup, <laughs> you know it's bullshit. It's probably 15 pages long, and it's done by a, a, a company that prints it as you buy it. And uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm almost tempted to buy it just to see and make fun of it, but that's just helping him out. I'm not going to do that. All right, the first real email. Mike, you are correct. The right doesn't have support of the majority of Americans regarding many issues. This is particularly true of abortion rights. They understand this, and it's true what you say. This is a Hail Mary moment for the Christian right. They are in the minority, and they know it. But they also know they have the support of religious extremists on their side. They know they have substantial support from right-wing militias. They know they have the guns. They have the God on their side. They don't care if they lose because they know the only way to become a theocracy is to overthrow the government. Losing elections to fraud is a great way to initiate a coup. So you see, they must stir up the hornet's nest to achieve their political goals. Everyone keeps talking about voting to save democracy. Yes, this is important, but let's stop beating around the bush here. Voting alone will not save our democracy. Joshua. Well, Joshua, I have to agree with you. I mean, I do have to agree with you. We've got to get everybody out to vote. That's the one thing everybody can do. Everybody asks me, what can I do? Well, the base thing that you can do is go out and vote. But you're absolutely right, Joshua. There has to be more to this. We are getting a blatant attack on our democracy. And now with this uh, a possible overturning of Roe v. Wade, hopefully this will get Democrats off their ass and say, look, we need to fight back. We need to be in the game with the Republicans. I'm not saying doing the same things they are and fighting ridiculously and causing violence and all those sorts of things, but we need to get tough. This is a serious thing. Because the Democrats have let things go by and they turned the other cheek, this is why we're in the situation we're in. So we need to change that. We need to get tough. And when I say tough, I mean when it comes to... Um, our voters, our women, our Democrats, what have you, when it comes to um, fighting back about this abortion thing, we need to be tough about it. We need to be determined and tenacious about it. And the same thing is with the investigations and the January 6th committee. We need to go hard at this. We can't play around by saying, well, this is kind of a touchy issue. We've got to be careful. Fuck that. We've got to fight back, and we've got to fight hard, and we've got to compete against a bully. And the only way you can do that is be tough. Joshua, I think you make a good point, and I think you're right on track there. 
All right, the next one. Hey, Mike, not sure why, but I couldn't get your May 3rd podcast to play. This is highly unusual. Not sure if the problem is on my end or yours. And that goes back to what I was saying before. There was a problem with it for a period of time, and it must have been a long period of time because I ended the the the, the podcast about 2 o'clock in the morning my time, and when I got up the next morning about, I don't know, 8, it still only had one listen. But I think we've got that straightened away because the, uh, the listen started to move on that podcast, and I don't know where we're at now. We're maybe a little behind of what we'd normally be, but it looks like that's improved. So uh, hopefully we fix that situation. Second, I'm back to those unintended consequences. Had the Dems pulled together in the 2016 election and voted for the Democratic candidate, we would not be facing the Roe versus Wade uh, Supreme Court reversal. Instead, we had the Bernie or Bust group who, is, who chose not to participate in the election because their candidate didn't win. This result in Donnie Dumbass becoming president, even though he lost by nearly 3 million votes. We live in a strange fucking country. Greed. And he, in turn, appointed three right-wing justices to the Supreme Court. And for the next 30 years, we'll have to deal with all the bullshit that's come from these radicals on the bench. These justices are partisan as they come. They should probably have a big R embroidered on their back of their fucking robes. We the people may be fucked for an entire generation thanks to our short-term thinking. And as is in most cases, we can get what we deserve. I don't, I don't disagree with you there. We have no one to blame but ourselves. Hopefully we'll learn from this mistake, but I doubt it. That's going to wrap it up for me. I hope you have a great day. Anonymous. That's kind of a joke there. It's Bruce. Bruce writes in a lot, and I appreciate it, Bruce. And you know what? I think you're right. I, I've said this to myself. We've got the midterms coming up. The Democrats have a chance to turn this thing around, get bigger majorities in the House and the Senate, and then telling the Republicans to fuck off. They can either do it or not do it. But if they don't do it, they're going to have to deal with what they're left and not fucking cry about it. The opportunity is there. We know this... Uh, abortion ban thing or making it illegal is going to affect millennials and Gen Z's more than anybody. They either step up and they push back and they fucking vote or they're going to have to deal with this situation. I'm not going to have to deal with it. You're not going to have to deal with it. None of us are having fucking kids. We've had our kids. The abortion thing doesn't affect me directly at this moment in time with anybody in my family. And I have my issues with, with, with abortion either way. But the bottom line is we're in danger here because any time a government takes away our constitutional right, that is a problem. Because once they do that, they're going to take away another right. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So I agree with you. I agree with you, Bruce. We, we, it's on us. If we don't do something about it this time, meaning the Democrats— uh, the Democratic politicians, and we, the voters, if we don't do it, well, you know what? We get what we fucking deserve. The opportunity is here. We need to grab for it and do whatever we can. And if we can't, we shouldn't fucking cry about it in the end because uh, it's our own fault. All right, let's talk about what's going on uh, um, in in the country these days. And, of course, the situation with the abortion thing. That's the big news. The leaked Supreme Court draft opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade was released. The current country is collectively losing their shit, and justifiably so. This would take a constitutional right away from women. But uh, what is the Supreme Court worried about in this situation? They're worried about who leaked this, and how it was leaked. Now, here's what's interesting about this. They're very concerned about this leak, and they're going to have an investigation. So says Chief Justice Roberts. They're going to have an investigation in this. This cannot be tolerated. Funny thing is, though, is you also have a Supreme Court justice, 
a sitting Supreme Court justice whose wife is an insurrectionist, a treasonist, a traitor, tried to overthrow this country. We also have this same Supreme Court justice not recusing himself and voting on things that might affect his wife or organizations that are tied to his wife. He does not recuse himself, is and it's what he should do. But there's no investigation for that. Why isn't John Roberts investigating that whole situation? Now they're talking about, we should have an ethics code for the Supreme Court. Yeah, motherfucker, you should have had that in the first place. They're Supreme Court justices, but they're fucking humans, and they can be as dirty as anybody. It's a weird situation. The thing is, it's weird that this was leaked because it never happened before. This is a breach that is so egregious, it puts at risk the very credibility of the court. Now, someone in within the Supreme Court leaked the documents. The first thought would be a liberal law clerk. That makes sense. But when you really look at it, it doesn't really make sense. There are only three liberal justices. You release this, and it does no good. Sure, it makes everybody mad, but it doesn't give you any more votes in the Supreme Court. This would not do anything for liberals except to create outrage and chaos, But that's a Republican strategy. That's not the Democrats. And we do have the chaos and the outrage. Well, not really even chaos, but we have the outrage and the protest. But uh, that's not going to help anything. Now, there's some other options people are thinking about. What about a conservative clerk leaking it? Why would they do that? Well, this document was written in February. Why did it take so long to get released? Well, this is a draft. They would be debating and negotiating this thing, maybe the support for the uh, from the uh, conservatives for this was starting to wane. They were starting to lose support for this. So maybe a conservative clerk put this out there to expose what these folks were looking at voting at, and now by it being exposed, it's going to be hard for them to walk it back. Everybody knows they were going to vote for it, so what's... What's the value in them walking it back? They already look like uh, shitbags. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe a conservative clerk did it. Some people think it may be the chief justice, John Robert. He is moderate, and he knows a decision like this could literally destroy the court. So by exposing the documents, he puts pressure on those five conservative supporting this, uh, this, this law or this abortion to overturning Roe v. Wade. Maybe that's it. Maybe that is it. Or maybe it was Alito, the guy who wrote this thing, and he put it out there. But don't worry. They've got an investigation going on in this motherfucking thing, so we're good, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if they'll ever find out who... Who leaked it? But uh, maybe we should have an investigation into Clarence Thomas, too, that piece of shit. Now, Republican conservatives have been working for decades to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, just think about this. They were so intent on this goal that they blocked Merrick Garland after Obama nominated him to the Supreme Court. Then what they did is they jammed through three of their own conservative nominees, The reason they did this is to realize their goal, to overturn Roe v. Wade. So now that this draft opinion had been leaked, you would think the Senate Republicans would be celebrating, being loud and proud, talking to anybody and everybody how they're getting this big win. But instead, they don't want to talk about it. They are getting reporters coming up and saying, what do you think about overturning Roe v. Wade? They don't want to talk about it. In fact, they would rather express outrage about the leak. Mitch McConnell said that overturning Roe v. Wade is a talk for another day. Really? Because it's sitting right fucking there. They could be doing this in the next month or two. Another day you want to talk about this? Please, motherfucker. So why don't they want to talk about it? Well, I'll tell you why they don't want to talk about it. 
they never really wanted Roe v. Wade overturned. And I'll tell you why. First of all, they know this is a midterm election killer for the Republicans. You want to take a constitutional right away from women. We're talking about 51% of the American population. Women that are protesting now by the tens of thousands. This isn't good optics for the midterms. This could very well sink the midterms for the Republicans. And Republicans know this. That's why they don't want to talk about it. But they should have learned by now, just by not talking about it, doesn't make it go away. What they should be trying to do is shut it down. And they may have an opportunity. They don't want Roe v. Wade overturned. And here's another reason why they don't want Roe v. Wade overturned. Besides the fact that Republicans have spent decades, decades campaigning and fundraising for, on the efforts to overturn Roe v. Wade. That was really the only thing they ever talked about. They don't have any platform. They don't have any policy. They were promising to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, now here it is just sitting here right in front of us. They're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Do you really think the Republicans want to kill that golden calf? Do you think they want that gravy train to stop? Especially... Uh, that this this is the only thing they stand for. I think the fact that it was released and leaked is upsetting the Republicans, and you can see it on their faces when somebody walks up and asks them the question. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to commit to it. They don't want to be the people that say, yes, I'm against it, or no, I'm not against it. They don't want to commit to that, but they're going to have to. And we'll talk about that in a bit as well. The Republicans had a chance in the midterms, and I thought those chances were minimal. A lot of people disagree with me, but I don't fucking care. I'm looking at facts, and I'm looking at how people think, and I think the midterms are going to be more for the Democrats because of all that's going on. But now, now that you pissed off half the country, every woman in this country, you got a real big problem come election. They might be Republicans, but if they think you're taking their constitutional rights away from them, making them second-class citizens, well, they're not going to fucking vote for you. They're either not going to vote at all or they're going to vote Democrat. And it's not going to work well for the Republicans. The Republicans are fucked in this deal. Mitch McConnell and all the Republican senators and all the Republican representatives, they know this. This is not optimal for them. They did not want this to come out. This is something they wanted to slam on us after the midterms. Now, if this Republican person leaked this out, they fucked up big time. And nobody's going to be more mad at them than other Republicans. I just don't see a liberal releasing this. There was really not much to gain. They might be angry and cause the outrage, but it doesn't do anything for the vote. It doesn't do anything at all. It's going to be interesting to see if they ever find out who leaks it. Even if they do find out, I bet you we don't find out because it's not going to be in their benefit for us to know that one of their own leaked this, whether it be John Roberts, Judge Alito, or some conservative clerk. That's what more than likely happened. This wasn't a liberal that released this. This is one of their own, and they had whatever fucked up reason for doing it. But they let the cat out of the bag. They opened Pandora's box. And shitstorm after shitstorm is something they're going to have to deal with up through November. And believe me, it's going to be hard on them come the midterms. It's going to be hard for them to win elections when they've basically alienated 51% of the country, alienated the people in this country uh, generally. Because there's a lot of men that uh, don't like this either. We're talking 60-70% of the country believe and support the Roe v. Wade ruling. They support it. Now, these guys are saying they don't, and we know this is hooked and attached to the Republicans. They say they don't 
support Roe v. Wade. In fact, they want to overturn it. That is on them, regardless of what they say now. That is on them. If you pissed off 70% of the country, do you think you're going to win elections? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think so. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, so I'm going to tell you something here that might make me sound like a dick, but that won't be the first thing you've ever heard that makes me sound like a dick. You know, when I do TikToks, I'll get trolls coming at me and uh, they can't deal with facts so they'll make some comments about whatever aesthetics for me hair teeth eyes whatever it doesn't matter they will do that now I can assure you none of that hurts my feelings I've been in radio most of my life and getting that kind of criticism is not unusual and you take it for what it's worth but I will get people who may even be followers and of a like mind. I had one today, and it just annoys me, you know, and not for the reason you would think. Some woman sent me a note and says, I think you got something caught in your teeth. (laughs) Really, motherfucker? That's what you got out of that video. I'm trying to deliver a message. What I look like is of no value in this whole thing. I've never been a TV guy. I've never been a guy on camera. But at the same time, I don't get my feelings hurt. It's almost impossible to hurt my feelings because I just don't care. People can criticize, and that's fine. But somebody like this, what annoys me about this is that I'm doing these videos, and that's your response to me? You're telling me you're not even paying attention to what the content was because that's what's important here. The content, what is said, what information is delivered. Now, I don't know if she thinks she's being a nice person, but it annoys me because it seems like she's not paying attention. And if she's not paying attention, she's of no value to me. So I blocked her. I mean, if that's what you go to, I have to question your motives. We're here to discuss some important things, some things that might have some bearing on the rest of our lives, our kids' lives, our grandkids' lives. And if you want to just hit me up and tell me something like that, fuck you. I don't care if you're my follower, and I don't care um, if you like me. If that's all you're getting out of it, you're no use to me. What we're trying to do here is actually trying to make some difference. The more people we get together, the more bigger voice we have, and hopefully we can impact something that's going on in this country. Don't talk to me about what I'm wearing or my hair or anything like that. If you're trying to hurt my feelings, it's not going to work because I don't fucking care. You know, there was a time when people were talking about the shirt I was wearing, and that was just good joking fun, and I have no problem with that. But there are some people that just have to be... um, have to be right. You know what I mean? Like I did a story recently and I was talking about the uh, trade railway that was coming up from Mexico going to Texas. And then they backed out of Texas uh, because of the bullshit Greg Abbott's doing. And I said, they're going to go west to New Mexico. Now that was a slip of the tongue because it's actually east of Texas. But I had like 20 people say, oh, you meant east. So I answered a couple and I said, yep, you caught me. I stand corrected. But that wasn't the point of the message. And then over and over again, yeah, you meant east. It's not west. Okay, fuck, who cares? That wasn't the point of the content. If you tell me I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But then let's move on to what's important. Those people aren't serious people. They're just out there trolling or whatever the fuck they're doing, and I just block them. There's a lot of good people that listen to this podcast. Almost everybody that listens to this podcast, I would I would say, are of a like mind and are solid people. Uh, with TikTok, 
There's more trolls and that sort of thing, but I try to weed them out. I want to focus on the important things and the good people. The other people that aren't serious, I don't fucking have time for them. I just don't. So if you think I'm a dick for doing that, that's okay. You wouldn't be the first one to call me a dick (laughs) today. (laughs) Anyway, you know, a lot of people think that with this possibility of overturning um, Roe v. Wade, that the outrage is about abortion. And I would guess largely it is about abortion. But there's a bigger part of this. The idea of the possibility of making abortions illegal is huge. It's detrimental to this country, and it's something we've got to stop if at all possible. But the idea of our government taking away any constitutional right from any group is absolutely frightening. This is a huge red flag. If this happens, it's conceivable that they could try to take away other rights. Now, in this situation, overturning Roe v. Wade could be the first of many rights that could be lost. Rights like gay marriage, LGBTQ rights. Hell, it could even be civil rights because we know they're fucking racist. If you think I'm being a little alarmist here, consider this. In the past 50 years, we've had Roe v. Wade. It's settled law. If I told you, say, 10 or 15 years ago that we were going to overturn Roe v. Wade, you'd say that's fucking crazy. No, that's not going to ever happen. Donald Trump gets into office in 2016. He rams three uh, fucked up justices, conservative justices in the court. The Republicans block Obama's Merrick Garland. And here we fucking are. This whole idea of taking away any constitutional rights is frightening. Um, And I mean any constitutional right. Once they are successful in doing that, you know they're going to try it again. And once they keep doing this, we no longer have a democracy. We no longer have a free society. We have an autocracy, an authoritarian leader. And then this country, for all the years that we fought to get to where we are, are flushed down the toilet. So we have to be concerned about the abortion issue. No question about that. That should be settled law, and that shouldn't be touched. And the funny thing is, you know, every one of these chief or these justices that were interviewed before being appointed, they all said the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's settled law. You can't touch it. It's this, this, and this. And then they go to the bench, and they do just the opposite, which tells us that these uh, Supreme Court justices lied in court, lied under oath. Well, that in itself should be looked into. Maybe (laughs) uh, the Chief Justice John Robert will do an investigation. Yeah, like we'll hear anything about that. Our politicians and judges take an oath to protect our Constitution. Yet now they're doing everything they can do to strip and pervert our Constitution. Abortion rights are critical in this country. We should be outraged and ready to fight. But even bigger, our Constitution and our very system of government is sitting in the balance. That's what you have to understand. Say you go either way with with uh, uh, Roe v. Wade. You could take it, you could leave it. I mean, abortion doesn't really affect me at this stage in my life, so I could say, yeah, I don't care, whatever. But if they're going to take those rights away, what else are they going to take away? They could take away rights from Democratic uh, supporters. But when the Democrats get in office, they could do the same thing to the Republican supporters. And I don't want that either. This whole thing with our Constitution and the laws in the Constitution, if we take an oath to protect the Constitution, let's fucking protect the Constitution. Let's not strip the Constitution. But we've got Republicans and evangelicals in this fucking mess, and they're trying to change things. And that's the one thing that frustrates me the most, is we've got religious entities trying to come in and exert power turn this into a theocracy. Sure, they would love that. A lot of these fucking 
um, religious uh, evangelicals. I'm not talking about any particular religion. I'm talking about the evangelicals, and I know that's a particular um, religion, but they're all kind of different, and they're all fucking grifters. They're all just trying to make money. Turn on the television. You can fucking see them. This has to be stopped. Religion has no place in our government, regardless of what you believe or how strongly you believe. It's got to be taken out of the fucking government because it's just going to destroy our country as we know it. Now, this might sound a little extreme, but think about this. This seems almost to me, (laughs) again, you might find this extreme, but it almost seems to me like a second attempt at insurrection. And unbelievably, the Supreme Court is leading the charge in this case. We've let things slide and let people get away with things for so long. We can't do this anymore. we got to stand up and push back. For so long, we've been apathetic. We say, well, there's nothing we can do. Just let them do it. But the fact of the matter is there are things we can do. The Republicans have done it by controlling the narrative, being loud, and continuing to push. So we'll take a note from their notebook and do the same fucking thing. We can't sit back and just assume it's going to get better. We've been thinking that for five or six years, and guess what? It's not gotten better. Everything that the Republicans and the Evangelicals and trump are doing, we're still fucking dealing with. We need to start getting down to getting things done and pushed aside. If we ever have any hope to progress, we need to get some of these things done. And that means the DOJ indicting and prosecuting motherfuckers. The January 6th committee exposing everything and holding people accountable. We need all this stuff to happen. As long as they have even the thinnest foothold on this country, we're fucked. This stuff keeps continuing. So, I see Republicans, and I see the Evangelicals, and I see the trump trying to change our way of life, trying to change our government to better fit their narrative. That, to me, is an insurrection. That, to me, is an attempted coup. We had January 6th, but now we've got this. It's a much different situation, but it's potentially effective, And it's more damaging in the long run. So instead of saying, oh, those guys have some dumb ideas, we need to understand what it is and act accordingly if we hope to save the country. Now, I had an observation, interesting observation. See what you think. Now, when the news about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade came out, it created outrage. Tens of thousands of women, men, Democrats took to the streets. Hell, I bet Antifa was out there, too. Now, these people were angry. Dare I say they were triggered. There was people all over the country, cities all over the country, protesting. But the funny thing is, with all of that going on, there were no reports of any buildings being burned, no violence, Nobody got hurt. Nobody got killed. Nobody stormed the Supreme Court and tried to break in. Well, that's weird because the trump would have us believe that on January 6th, it was actually Dems and Antifa. Yet now that they're angry and triggered and on the streets, none of that is happening. You remember Jason Miller sending that text to Mark Meadows. Oh, maybe we can blame it on Antifa. Maybe we can blame it on the Democrats. Well, here's a perfect illustration. Democrats are angry and they're mad and they're on the streets and they're protesting. But there's none of the damage and the violence we had on January 6th. So that would tell you that maybe the Republicans are trying to gaslight us. Well, we know they are. We fucking know they are. But... But but the fact is, is none of this is happening right now. Look, the trump are losers. They're stupid. They're like fucking children. They're traitors. They're fucking losers. I got to be honest. I see the Republicans being virtually done here. 
They have fucked up the midterms for themselves by um, this overturning of Roe v. Wade, and uh, they're in trouble. And you know what? Mitch McConnell knows they're in trouble. He knows they're in trouble. Now, this, this was primary night last night in Ohio for one of their U.S. Senate seats. On the Democratic side of thing, Tim Ryan was elected the nominee for the Democrats, and he is a current, currently a sitting member of the House of Representatives. Now, I'm sure you've seen him talk in the last couple of years. He's done some talks in Congress. And I'm sure, like me, you're impressed by him. He's a good orator. He seems to care about people. He has some integrity, and he has a lot of fire. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a presidential candidate at some point in the not-too-distant future. Now, on the Republican side of things, it went the other way. A 180-degree flip, if you will. The Republican nominee, the man that won the nomination for the Republicans in Ohio for the Senate, J.D. Vance. Now, J.D. Vance was endorsed by Donald Trump, even though just a few days ago, Donald Trump somehow couldn't remember his fucking name. Now, because Trump endorsed a candidate and he won the primary, there's going to be a lot of people really upset, really scared. Oh, my God, Donald Trump is so powerful. He still has power. He supported somebody, and he won the primary. We are fucked in 2022. We're fucked in 2024. Stop. Just stop. To be perfectly honest, J.D. Vance is exactly who we want to run against Tim Ryan. Now, Tim Ryan's a solid candidate, and he is a Democrat, and it may be tough for him in Ohio because of what that state is. But here's what you have to understand about J.D. Vance. He's an author. He has absolutely no experience in politics. He's a Trump ass kicker. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's a fucking nutcase. And that's who we want running against Democratic candidates. You see, if you're a Republican in Ohio and there was a normal candidate with some substance, it would be easy for them to vote Republican over Democrats because they're Republican. But now they have to choose to vote for a guy who's clearly inexperienced, crazy, a conspiracy theorist, a QAnon follower, and all that shit. Now they have to stop and think. If there are normal people that are Republicans, they have to look. Will I be embarrassed by electing this guy? Well, fuck yeah, you're going to be embarrassed by this. And it's going to make it harder for them to vote for this clown. They either won't vote or they'll vote for an independent, or maybe they even vote for a Democrat because they're so appalled by what they're seeing in front of them. He isn't a serious candidate, and that's exactly the kind of candidate we want running against Tim Ryan and all the Democrats. Let's be perfectly honest. Donald Trump endorsed a lot of candidates for the primaries that are coming up over the next couple of months. We should hope that everybody Donald Trump endorsed wins their primaries because they aren't serious candidates. They're crazy. They're QAnon fucks. Now, you know how I know this is true? Because Mitch McConnell knows it's true. The Republicans know it's true. They hate the fact that these Trump endorsees are winning because they know they're crazy fucks. They're not serious candidates, and they have a less chance of beating the Democrats. They would ha rather have more serious candidates in there doing what they do and uh, have a chance of winning. So if Mitch McConnell is worried, the Republicans are worried about what's going on with Donald Trump and his uh, endorsees, well, then I'm fucking happy because these people know better than we do what can happen. And if Mitch and I agree on this one, <laughs> I'll give Mitch props on this because he isn't a stupid guy. He's an evil motherfucker, but he's not stupid. And he knows exactly what's going on. He'll tell you that they're going to win the midterms based on history, but the fact is everything is working against him. 
These candidates are just horrific. They're fucking horrible. And and Republicans and Mitch McConnell don't like it. You've got the investigation in January 6th, and you've got potential sitting members of Congress being expelled because of their participation within the insurrection. When these televised hearings start coming out, a lot's going to be exposed, and it's not going to be good for the Democrats from the Trump administration all the way down to Congress. they got a problem there. Now, you throw in this the surprise announcement of them overturning Roe v. Wade, well, they're fucked. They've pissed off everybody in this country except for old white men. The LGBTQ people hate them. People of color hate them. And uh, now every woman in America that is in a nutcase that appreciates the fact that they have a constitutional right, whether they ever exercised it or not, isn't a matter Uh, in this situation. It's the fact that they've discounted women, made them second-class citizens. And if you think they're going to end at the abortion issue, no, they're going to keep going. They're going to be like Vladimir Putin, and they're going to plow blindly into whatever the fuck they want because they're so arrogant that they think they're going to win. So when it comes to Donald Trump's endorsees for Uh, primaries. Don't worry about that. We want them to win because they are the worst fucking candidates. Donald Trump picked some horrible people. I mean, the guy he was endorsing out in Nebraska, he's being accused by three women of sexual abuse, sexual assault. Yeah, we want that motherfucker running against the Democrats because he's a horrible candidate. Now, that's not to say all these horrible candidates are going to lose. We don't know that. Because as much as there are horrible candidates, there are horrible voters. And there are some areas where Republicans and Trumplicans will win. It's just inevitable. But I'd like to keep it to the 30% that truly follow Donald Trump and try to grab some of those moderate people in the Republican Party or even some of those people that go a little, little right but can't feel comfortable about siding with Donald Trump. If we can get those people to not vote or to vote Democrat, then there's no chance for the Republicans. People will say to me, they'll say, well, you know, there's all these Trumplicans and they'll vote and they'll still win. No, they won't. Donald Trump lost by 7 million votes. Two Democrats beat two Republicans in Georgia for Senate seats. The tide is turning here. And let's be honest, where we were in 2020 was far better for the Republicans than where they are now. They aren't gaining votes right now. They aren't creating a better situation for themselves. Every day it gets worse. Every day more gets exposed. And now this uh, idea of overturning Roe v. Wade, this is a fucking gift to the Democrats. You have to acknowledge that. You have to appreciate that. You have to embrace that, and you have to fucking exploit it. See, this is where the Democrats lose. They don't take opportunities when they're confronted with them. This is a huge opportunity. This Roe v. Wade situation, you need to shove it down the throat of every fucking Republican. And I like what uh, Chuck Schumer, the senator, Democratic senator, is planning to do. He is the uh, Senate leader. Um And he said, we're going to have a vote on this to codify it. Now, I'm not sure exactly what he means by codify it, but it would basically make um, women's right to have an abortion law. And he's going to take this to the Senate and vote on this fucking thing. And, of course, everybody's going to say, well, the Republicans will never vote for it and mansion and cinema. But this is a little different situation. Remember, 70% of this country support Roe v. Wade. If he puts it up for a vote, now these people, whether they be Republicans, Manchin, or Cinema, they've got to put their signature on their decision. They have to put their face on this decision. Am I for Roe v. Wade or am I against? Now, these Republicans can't just go on a partisan basis. They can't because 
too many people support this, both on the Republican and on the Democratic side. But if Schumer puts them in a position where they have to commit, they are going to have a fucking problem. This is going to put a lot of pressure on them. And don't be surprised if you see Republicans uh, voting to codify Roe v. Wade. It's in their best interest in terms of their voters. Now, I just heard something that Manchin and Cinema said they wouldn't support it. Well, fuck you, Manchin and Cinema. All you're trying to do is grift this situation, get more money off of it, and, and, and try to exercise your power. Your power is short-term at this point because if Democrats can extend the margin in the Senate, we want to make Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema irrelevant. We don't give a fuck what you do. But I'm going to tell you this, Joe, and I'm going to tell you this, Christian. If you sign off on this to not codify this bill, you will be forever connected with somebody who is supporting overturning Roe v. Wade. And it won't pay off for you very well. So I appreciate Chuck Schumer saying, fuck it, we're just going to vote for it. Now you're going to have to stand up and speak your mind. As I told you previously in the podcast, you go to the Republicans and say, what do you think about Roe v. Wade? They don't want to talk about it because they know it's a killer when it comes to their election. They can't be against it and they can't be for it because either way they're going to lose votes and they don't like losing votes. So when Schumer does this and forces them to vote, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. If they're smart, there's going to be enough Republicans that vote for this just to save their fucking soul that it will pass. But if it doesn't pass, if it doesn't get codified, well, then it's going to destroy some careers. And that's a nice consolation prize, I guess. All right, we're going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for the time you've spent listening today, as you do every day. Uh, if you have questions, comments, complaints, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Recipes, jokes, I don't care. Send me an email at rationalboomer at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm, find the Rational Boomer podcast, and leave me a voicemail. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.